This bonus episode of the Jurassic Park podcast contains no spoilers for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It is a general reactions podcast only. You'll hear my thoughts, feelings, and concerns with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I am very excited to have finally seen this movie, but I will not be spoiling it for anybody who has not seen it. If you haven't seen it, feel free to skip it and wait until you have. But remember, there are no spoilers here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jurassic Park Podcast. I am your host, Brad Jost, and I am here today with a bonus episode to give you a little bit of information about a movie that I went to go see (laughs) um, unexpectedly, thanks to Chris Pugh at Jurassic Outpost and Jennifer Tarek uh, for kind of uh, arranging this all to make it all happen. And I I keep saying on the podcast that I I just didn't know when I would be able to make it out to the movie. That was all true at the time, but stunningly, I was able to go last minute here, so that was very awesome, and uh, saw it at a press screening uh, ahead of time. So I have some thoughts, and um, it is safe, guys. Don't worry. Don't turn it off just yet. I'm I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, I'm just going to give you brief summaries and and kind of feelings and thoughts um just a reaction to what i saw and as i'm recording this it's just about a day after um getting out of the movie theater so i've had this full past day to kind of think about it and to uh collect my thoughts because i i had to it was very tough one of the funny things that i i found about the night was uh the three of us were sitting in the theater and the movie stopped and their credits were rolling, granted. So we we were just being respectful and listening to the music and and uh, waiting. But we didn't we didn't say anything to each other. We kind of just sat there in the moment, like this is this is it. This is the the last bit of the first time that we're going to see this movie. The last time the credits will roll for the first time. Um, I know, confusing, but. We sat in silence, and I found that very interesting. So it's been uh, a full day of collecting my thoughts, thinking about that movie, what it all means, and uh, there's a lot, guys. There is a lot to think about, and I cannot wait for that conversation, Um, especially for the July mailbag, which me and Jen will be discussing in full. Anything you guys uh, call in about, it's going to be absolutely wild. Uh, But let's start off with the movie. So... I do want to say that even though we sat there without anything to say to each other, I had a I had a blast. I really loved everything I saw on screen. Um, I I was sitting there and I don't know if I was getting weird looks at times. My mouth was just wide open. Um, I found myself cheering. Uh, I was laughing quite a bit. Now when I'm in the movies and I'm I'm I just get giddy and excited and I start laughing like you know like a child that. Uh, all the amazing moments and uh, the fun stuff from the movie. Um, I was basically on the edge of my seat the entire time, just thrilled, in awe, and it was a giant spectacle of a movie. Um, Even at some points had like near tears in my eyes. So it was just a feast. And I, I had a great time with everything that I saw there. And still, like, I'm still processing everything, but I, I know for a fact 
I enjoyed everything, and I thought it was a blast. Um, the movie was visually stunning. Uh, so I think you can kind of expect that from J.A. Bayona. And uh, Oscar Fura, he, he kind of helped out there, obviously, with the cinematography. They, the two of them used light and darkness so well. Um, and I think it's been something that the, maybe the series has been lacking in that terms. Even, even a lot of Spielberg stuff recently, I, feel, I haven't felt that connection to the lightness and the darkness that Spielberg used to use in you know, films like Raiders and, and, and Jurassic Park and other, other films like that. Um, so Bayona and, and Oscar really killed it with the lights and the darks and, and using them effectively to the scenes that were, they were showcased. And, and I, yeah, I can't even talk about what was used and how it was used without spoiling anything. So that's off the table. But um, I just thought it was all iconic. And there's a lot of visuals in this movie that I think we're going to be talking about for a very long time. I, I think it's going to be very safe to say that some of the stuff here will be um, imprinted on our brains. And, and uh, you know, once the movie's released fully for a while, I'm sure it's going to be on printed material and, and mar- you know, all kinds of marketing and stuff like that. Um, the set pieces, uh, we've all seen this stuff from the trailers they're very incredible, very memorable, um, very different from anything we've seen before in these movies. And I think you can tell that probably by watching the trailers. You can see how different of a movie this is. Um, I really love the, uh, the the introduction of the movie, like the very beginning. Um, you, you know, you've all heard people, if you've been listening to the podcast or if you've been on Twitter or wherever, you've heard people talking about the beginning of this movie. And it's been previewed several times already. It's incredible. It really is. And I knew exactly what happened in this this intro um, from all the descriptions. I even read the entire description on the podcast a few weeks back. It is very incredible. Even though I knew exactly what was going to happen, it was so much fun, so amazing to see that those words come to life, you know, after I had read it and just see it on screen. It was incredible. And um, I know a lot of people have been saying the best scene since the first Jurassic Park. I think it effectively um, evoked a lot of the feelings that we got from like the opening scene of Jurassic Park in a way. And it felt a lot like the the novel. It really felt like the novel to me. Um, so that's a good thing, I think. I, I think a lot of this film took a lot of ties and, and stuff from the novels. And I think that's great that these novels are still being mined years and years later. I mean, who could have imagined, right? You know, two books, five films, and you're still taking stuff from them. I don't think they're going to stop anytime soon. So um, there was, uh, I don't think I mentioned it, but the title card, when Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom came up on screen, it was epic. I loved it. I thought it looked it looked beautiful. It was um yeah, I think it was different than anything we've seen previously, you know, in any of these movies. Um, but it was it was awesome. I thought it was great. Um, let's go to the um the acting. I thought um I thought they stepped it up. I think they I, I think they really took it to another level. I really enjoyed a lot of the acting in Jurassic World. I know uh people could complain about um, you know, Chris Pratt maybe. And, and some of the others in the movie. But um, in this movie, I felt like everybody took that character, grounded it a little bit better, and um, just just really emoted 
very well. Like Bryce Dallas Howard, for instance. Her character is vastly different, obviously, you know, you could tell, uh, from Jurassic World. And I thought her use of her facial expressions was impeccable. Like, you could tell a story from everything that was shown on her face. And I, I think that uh, that's that's an incredible sign of, of a great actor. Uh, and one of the things that I, I, I joked about kind of was that it felt like a serious movie for for a while, and then and then Chris Pratt shows up, and it's like, okay, here's the goofball. Because a lot of people, you know, took him down a notch in the last movie because his character was goofy and said weird lines and and just wasn't believable. But I think I personally take that as the character, a choice of the character. He is a very much he's very much a goofball. A weird dude, and um, you know he's not—he's not the macho man that he kind of presents in Jurassic World. So I think he took that to another level in this movie. I think uh, Daniela Pineda, newcomer here, was a very memorable new character um, and a very strong addition, I think, to the franchise. Maisie, who is played by the uh, young new actor Isabella Sermon, uh, she she was incredible. Um, really a great addition. Added to the long line of child actors in the Jurassic franchise, these movies are all about family. They're all about kids and and how we see these dinosaurs and these actions through a kid's eyes. And I think that there is no difference here. Um, This movie is is a lot of the times through her eyes, so it's interesting to see how uh, basically a completely unknown actor or actress, um, you know, takes on a role in such a big movie and just knocks it out of the park. Um, I, I thought that was incredible. She did an amazing job. I think she's going to be very employable from here on out. Um, this movie, um, you know, to its benefits or de- detraction, I don't know. It had a very mix of uh, different genres. It, it it was a Jurassic movie. It was an action movie. It was a horror movie. It had plenty of drama and a bit of comedy. And overall, there was a lot of brutality. And yes, obviously, Jurassic is built on brutality. Um, and I don't know. I, um, I might say it took it a step farther. So, um, you know, while it's always been a family franchise and, and a movie for kids, it is very different of a movie, I think, um, than the other installments. It, it, it um, Like I said, that brutality might be even a step farther than we've experienced before. It's 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 like that that scene from Jurassic Park where Muldoon gets attacked, but times ten in a way. So I think that's kind of what I'm I'm getting at there. Um I did love uh speaking of the action scenes in this movie. Um it was very much an action movie. Um, along with all those other genres that I mentioned, it was very much all of those things, maybe even the least a Jurassic movie. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later, but, um, I loved the action of this movie. Um, even at times, if it was a little muddled by so much happening, because, you know, like a lot of, uh, popular blockbusters these days, there, there are so many things going on on screen and, I don't think we're going to get away from that anytime soon when it comes to action uh, summer blockbusters like Avengers, 
like, uh, you know, any of those Marvel movies or Star Wars or anything like that, um, there's going to be a lot of things happening on screen. At times it was a little bit muddled, but I did love a lot of the action in this. And, and it was a very different action than you're used to for a Jurassic movie. And I thought it really excelled at a lot of that stuff. Uh, more action than ever before. Uh, so I, I really, really enjoyed that. Let's talk about the score for a second. Um, Michael Giacchino returned. He, he, he did Jurassic World. And in Jurassic World, he did use some of the Jurassic Park themes. And I think he, he did a little bit of the same here and expanded upon his own themes. Um, so I, I thought it was a very diverse score. There was a lot of soft stuff. Some stuff that actually um, quite reminded me of Rogue One. Now, there, you know, there's the big story that he only did that movie in about, I think, four weeks. He, he scored that movie, which is absolutely incredible. The sign of like a genius, um, you know, uh, scorer, whatever you call him, uh, uh, composer. Um, so I don't know how long he did. He, he actually had this. Uh, this has been out for he's been recording this for a while. So it, it was ready to go for a while. Um, but he did a brilliant job, I thought, with the new stuff. I thought the new stuff sounded incredible. Um, so that that's very good. He very use uh, used in impactful ways. That I think when I when I talked about scores ahead of ahead of this movie, I kind of said, you know, a lot of times when you see a movie for the first time, the scores are not very impactful on you. There's they should be used. Um, for those moments that kind of underlie a lot of the things. So you don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily stand out, but it underlies everything and makes it better. Um, and I think he did that here. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about the score later. Um, and I think lastly here on my essentially good list, uh, I thought the discussion that will be had about this film will be extremely interesting moving forward. Um, the plot will will certainly be divisive, but I think it's it's a needed journey, and I think it's a very interesting journey um, as far as where we will be um, after this movie is fully released in all territories, and we can all discuss it. I Like I said earlier in the beginning, the mailbag, the Jurassic mailbag this uh, coming month will be so interesting, so, of course, full of spoilers, um, but not not now. We're we're still safe. Um, but I think moving forward, there will be a ton of heated discussion. There will be uh, sides taken, and I think it will uh, change a lot of things moving forward. And I'm very interested to see where everybody falls and what will be had of all these discussions moving forward, and where the series will be taken. I think that's going to be extremely interesting to find out. So let's move on to some of the bad, I guess, if you want to call it bad. I, I, I don't necessarily think um, any of these bad things impact the movie negatively for me. Now, there's a few things that I say could have been changed or, you know, were, were, should have maybe been done differently. And there's always, you're, I feel like you're always going to have theories when movies these days are connecting dots like Marvel, like Star Wars, and now Jurassic, when these movies are connecting dots, you're always going to have your own theories. And I, of course, had those. But in a, you know, even once a movie's out and, and done and produced, you're still going to have those theories and, and you're going to know better. 
you know, you always know better, right? Than the than the directors, than the actors, than the the producers. But you have to let it. You have to let it ride. You have to let it. Um, you have to experience the movie as it is, and not critique it based off of your own opinions, I guess, um, or your own theories or conjecture. Um, so that aside, this movie was. It was very fast paced in in a good way. I thought I thought there was a uh, very forward motion in this movie, but almost not enough time to breathe. And I thought some of the scenes uh, that I would have, like I said, I would have liked to have seen expanded were not expanded upon. That's on me. Um, I thought some of the CG uh, wasn't my favorite of the entire series, but. You know, this entire thing is hit or miss. Um, Everybody will say nothing touches Jurassic Park. I just watched Jurassic Park again just before this movie. And I hate to break it to you, but it is not uh, the ultimate uh, CG monster that it lives, that we all talk about. It does have its flaws and it is certainly aging, I think, after all these years. Um, But I don't care. I love that movie the way it is. I love it for the, um, you know, the uh, not perfect CG that it is. And I think this movie could be the same way. There's times where I thought, okay, that's not as polished as I would have liked. But overall, I did love the CG at at times. I thought it was phenomenal, spectacular, all those uh, adjectives. But um, some some of the things I had issues with, like I said, not enough to ruin the movie. The characters, I thought, um, overall, I liked a lot of the characters. And there was some that maybe I was unsure of their motives. And maybe they were kind of one-dimensional characters. Um, but that's okay. Every movie kind of has these things. There are plenty of one-dimensional characters in the past movies that I have no gripes with. So this will be just something that, like like I said, I maybe thought this character would have a better story. But... Um, you know, it wasn't fleshed out. Maybe it will be in, in, in the future for other material. Who knows? Um, as far as those genres that I discussed earlier, I did mention that it feels less Jurassic than maybe any of the movies. Now, these are dinosaur movies, right? So, uh, you know, there are dinosaurs there, but it I don't know how to even describe it. I I guess because of all the other elements of action, horror, drama, and comedy and all that stuff, it maybe felt less Jurassic. Um, but maybe it was the moving of the action to a different and new territory that felt less Jurassic. I am very excited, though, to see this expansion. And I think it is obviously necessary moving forward because of everything we've seen prior to this. I think there's nowhere else you can go aside from here. So at one hand, on one hand, the genre feels less Jurassic than ever, but I think it might be necessary. Um, as far as the comedy is concerned, uh, there was a lot of physical comedy that, um, maybe not a lot, that's uh, harsh, but there was a, a few uh, moments of physical comedy that didn't necessarily work for me. Um, I think you maybe could have cut them down a tad, and um, it would have been it would have been funny if if you had cut some of those things down. But um, there was a lot of physical comedy and a lot of that stuff that I did like. So I have a hard time critiquing that because it's just a 
a nitpick, really. Uh, I think a lot of these things that I'm mentioning are nitpicks. I could probably nitpick this forever, and since it is a podcast, there will be those those moments. Um, but it's fine. Like I said, I loved the movie. I had a blast with it, but certainly with any movie, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, Jurassic World, they all have nitpicks. Um, the score. Now, um, like I said, it was very impactful, very diverse score, but... I thought the use of the themes, which were great, the new themes were fantastic, but I I don't know. This might be something that I need to see multiple times to kind of get an idea and certainly own the score to get a better idea, to listen to it over and over and over. But the use of themes, I didn't necessarily feel uh, a thematic tie to much of anything. There There were new themes that... I just didn't know why they were there. And some themes from previous movies that I didn't know why they were being used. Um, John Williams um, was, or is, obviously, still a very uh, thematic composer. And he he uses his themes, like, say, for instance, in Star Wars, very um, purposeful, purposefully. Um, Michael Giacchino does that as well. I don't know that that was the case here, but that'll be interesting to see moving forward. I, I really need time with the score, and I need t- more time with the movie than one viewing. Um, so, But that's just a little thing I maybe noticed. I'm not too sure there. Uh, and I mentioned earlier the reaction and the discussions that we will be having about how decis- divisive it will be. Um, it, it worries me. It does worry me. There was one specific moment in the movie where the crowd laughed. Um, a lot of the people in the theater laughed. Not me. Not a lot. Uh, you know, not a lot of the, the the hardcore fans and things like that. I'm sure, but there were a few moments because it was like a critics and a, a preview screening. There were there were like one or two moments where people audibly laughed at moments you shouldn't be laughing at, and it got me worried. It got me worried for reviewers and for all that stuff and. I, I I did get a little nervous about how those those reactions would uh, take precedence in the media and all that stuff. So it's very interesting. But um, wrapping up here, I think um, the uh, the last negative aspect I think of the movie was the the marketing. Now we know that they spent a whopping 185 million dollars on the budget uh, for their marketing and promos and all that stuff. And while I am so grateful that they promoted this movie more than I've ever seen in recent years for anything, um, it might have been too much. Now, I won't say much more than that, but I think, you know, the trailers tell the story um, and that's really all you need to know. So if you are watching these trailers, if you're watching the content online, the behind the scenes, any of the new stuff, there is still new stuff every day, still constantly. And I would suggest to stop, okay? Stop watching, forget everything you've seen, try to do that because I think it will uh, equate for a more entertainment, uh, entertaining journey. Um, but really, those are my reactions to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Overall, like I said, I had a blast with the movie and I think over time we'll be critical, but... We're like we try to do that with a lot of movies. I know um, a lot of people on the internet will call me out for being a fanboy because, of course, I run the Jurassic Park podcast. So what else could I be? But 
I try to be critical when possible, uh, but I try not to to be too harsh um, because I love these things. I love these movies. I love this movie, and I cannot wait to see it more than once to kind of get a, a better vibe. And typically, when I see something the second time, I love it even more. So I'm very excited to see what happens next. I have to wait a few weeks, but um, I can't wait. So if you guys enjoyed this um, on our podcast feed or on YouTube, wherever else you found it, um, visit our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com. Find our articles, find our show notes, find our uh, lovely contributors to the podcast. There's a full page devoted to them. Uh, We're constantly updating the website with new materials. So check that out. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play, on um, YouTube, any podcasting out uh, app out there. So check out all your podcast uh, feeds out there. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, on Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. We are on Facebook. We don't use it too, too much, but we are on there. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're all over the place, so definitely just check us out. Follow us, like us, subscribe, share, do all those things. And uh, if you do go to iTunes, make sure to leave a review for the podcast. We would greatly appreciate any kind words, five stars if you could. Um, we want to get the word out there to all the Jurassic fans who are listening or who want to hear people talk about a franchise that you all love as passionately as you do. So um, I'm very excited for all the new listeners that are out there over the course of the marketing for this movie and for the release of this movie. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast and, of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.